Hey everyone, Alex here. Before we start today's episode, I have one ask of my listeners. I've been studying the growth playbooks of the biggest podcasts in the world to better understand how I can keep growing Founders Journal. It's actually pretty simple. The number one way to grow your show is through show reviews. Reviews take less than 60 seconds and they make a huge difference for podcasters like myself. It would mean the world to me if you could head to the Apple Podcast app and leave a review on the show. My goal is to go from 150 ratings today to 250 ratings in one month. And with your help, I believe we can do it. Now, time for the episode. What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. As always, thank you for joining Founders Journal, my personal audio diary made public for the world. My diary is meant to give you, the business builder, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew. I want to help you think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, building a team, or building a new product. But what exactly do I mean by thinking better to build better? I mean developing a deliberate mindset to navigate any situation you find yourself in while building. Today, I'm going to share how relentless curiosity and understanding what drives individuals' decisions helped me build Morning Brew's advertising business from scratch. Let's dig in. So every few weeks, my co-founder Austin Reef and myself host an AMA or Ask Me Anything, where we hop on a Zoom with new employees at the brew to answer any burning questions that they have about the business, our origin story, or what the future holds for us all. This past Wednesday, we hosted one of these sessions, and the first question that we got was from a new salesperson who was joining the ConPod, which is what we call the group of sellers who are focused on consumer brands or consumer-focused companies like Allbirds, Bose, Nike, etc. Naturally, the question that this person asked related to the evolution of the sales org at Morning Brew. He wondered how the organization evolved as the entire business evolved and how we were able to sell ads in Morning Brew in the early days when we had no credibility and a pretty small readership. The question took me back down memory lane to a time when I was the sales team and we were excited to get a $1,000 sponsor in our newsletter. For context, a full newsletter takeover in Morning Brew today goes for six figures a day. This is the origin story of Morning Brew sales and how we convince companies ranging from Allbirds to Discover Card to trust an unknown media startup with their money. Let's start by rewinding to the beginning of 2018. It was right around the time that Austin and I were thinking about making the transition from newsletter as a hobby to newsletter as a business. The two of us had gone full-time on the brew. I had left Morgan Stanley. Austin had rejected a job offer to work in investment banking. We felt good about the product. We had a full-time writer finally, and our audience was around 100,000 subscribers. Making money felt like the next obvious step if we wanted to build a business but we literally had zero idea how to do it. We had never worked in media. We had never sold ads in our lives. We had no idea if 100,000 subscribers was enough to entice advertisers. And even if it was enough, we had no idea how much to charge. It was a daunting challenge, but also an exciting one. 
So rather than starting with selling the brew, we started with learning all we could about how to sell the brew. I basically forced myself to get a master's in advertising in three weeks in order to give ourselves the best chance of actually making money. I started by talking to every connection I had to the industry, friends at advertising agencies, family friends in marketing positions at brands, and I had them just teach me all they knew. I spoke very little. They spoke a lot. The only time I spoke was when I was confused or I had a question. And I just absorbed all I could. I learned what agencies expect from their media partners and the jargon that they use in the typical course of business. Things like RFP, CPM, AOR, and other acronyms I had never heard in my life. This was invaluable as so much of the ramp up in any job or industry is quite literally learning the language of the industry. Every single industry has its own language, and it was the same way when I worked in sales and trading before Morning Brew. Through these conversations, I also learned what marketers expect from media partners to justify spending advertising dollars with them. I learned about marketing funnels, the difference between brand awareness and performance marketing, and what the planning cycle looks like for deciding who to spend money with. In many cases, marketers would decide who to spend advertising dollars with literally a year in advance, which completely changed how I thought about Morning Brew sales strategy. Finally, through these conversations, I also learned the politics of the media industry, how so many decisions are made through relationships and emotions rather than metrics and merit. This was both exciting and frightening for me. On one hand, I viewed myself as a strong relationship builder, but on the other hand, I worried about the disadvantage an unknown media brand like Morning Brew would have without decades of relationships that supposedly were a driving force behind advertisers' decisions. It was this curiosity about the industry and the existing way of doing business that allowed me to actually start selling the brew in market. It was an exhausting process filled with hundreds of rejections And it probably took a full 12 months for us to hit our stride. But my foundation of knowledge provided by friends and family, in addition to my understanding of what drives advertisers' decisions, allowed Morning Brew to start making serious money. Here were the key insights that helped Morning Brew make the transition to business. I now had this foundation of knowledge acquired through just curiosity about the industry. Now it was learning what drove advertisers' decisions and their decisions to ultimately spend money with us. The first, people connect to people and stories, not products or ad opportunities. When creating the original sales deck for Morning Brew, we went left when others went right. We noticed that most media companies included things like audience size, ad unit specifications, click-through rates, and other hard metrics in their sales deck. And that's not to say that this stuff isn't important. It is, and we included that information in our sales deck, but what we spent most of our time covering and where we placed the greatest emphasis in this deck was around who the Morning Brew reader was and the lifestyle that they live. We even came up with our own name for the audience. We called it the modern business leader. We talked about the value in the modern business leader based on who they are. They're high earning, they're upwardly mobile, they're intellectually curious they're tech forward, and they're an influencer within their network. We went as far as actually making dedicated slides for actual Morning Brew readers and profiling these readers in terms of their interests, their accomplishments, 
and what makes them so valuable. We saw advertisers' eyes light up as they saw in the modern business leader what they saw in themselves. They wanted to invest money getting in front of people who had similar ambition to them more than they wanted to invest money in a primary ad unit with 150 words of ad copy and a newsletter to 100,000 people. That was the first big learning. Always, always, always sell the audience and sell their lifestyle. Don't sell the product and its specs. The second driver of advertisers' decisions. Fear drives decisions as much as rationality does. We were extremely methodical about manufacturing competitive adrenaline and FOMO when we'd pitch the brew. We knew that advertisers wouldn't just spend money with us because of the value of our audience. They'd also spend money with us to, to front run their competitors. There was always a part of the pitch that would go something like this. Okay, I'm, I'm getting into my sales character. Here we go. And start the quote. Hey, Ikea. Now, you understand how valuable the modern business leader is from a demographic and psychographic perspective but they're equally as valuable from a habit perspective. Think about it. We have the trust of an entire generation of people who have massive life events coming up. Marriage, vacations, buying a home, furnishing a home. And because of our audience's age, they haven't yet established loyalty or habit with brands that will help make these life moments a reality. You, Ikea, have the ability to do that. You have the ability to make the modern business leader think about Ikea when they're furnishing their very first home rather than think about Crate and Barrel. You know they're going to end up picking a brand and they'll likely stick with that brand for the next 20 years. It should be you. End quote. By emphasizing that our audience will be deciding their loyalties over the coming years and you have the chance to win them over, it was such a powerful thing. Advertisers feared missing out on an entirely new set of customers and losing them to their competitors just because that competitor decided to advertise with Morning Brew. That was the second big insight. Fear drives decisions just as much as rationality does. The third and final insight around what drives marketers and advertisers' decisions was employees make decisions based on what will make their bosses happy. In larger companies, we found that senior marketers cared a lot about big brand marketing campaigns, taking less risks with things like traditional marketing channels like TV, radio, and out-of-home advertising. And they also cared a lot about making decisions based on longstanding relationships they had built over several years. It's not surprising that many of the junior marketers we spoke with at larger Fortune 500 companies didn't want to advertise with the brew. We didn't have a massive audience yet, so we weren't considered brand marketing. We weren't a conservative marketing choice as we were an unknown media startup. And we didn't have these existing relationships with these junior marketers' bosses uh, that would want them to work with us. On the other hand, things looked very different at small companies. Smaller companies had less bureaucracy and less people. So oftentimes we were talking to the bosses themselves. Smaller companies were also willing to take more risks because they all they cared about was performance of the advertisements in driving sales and revenue versus doing big brand campaigns that were less around driving revenue and more around just like driving awareness and people knowing about your brand. And for these smaller companies, relationships didn't matter to them if, again, the advertisements didn't drive revenue. They didn't care if you had 
a 10 year long relationship with the CEO of this startup, if them advertising with your company didn't drive a single, single dollar of sales. And so as you'd expect, we focused the majority of our early sales efforts on smaller, more performance focused brands that didn't care about taking a risk on Morning Brew if Morning Brew performed well for them. Tying this all together, this was the mindset that let Morning Brew transition from newsletter as a hobby to newsletter as an actual business. And it acted as the foundation for what is now an eight-figure-a-year advertising business. It was step one, learn everything humanly possible as quickly as possible about the advertising industry so that we didn't sound like amateurs, even though we were. So it was getting a master's in advertising through conversations with friends and family and just being relentlessly curious. And then step two was understanding what drove the decisions of marketers and agency folks who ultimately would be the ones deciding whether or not to spend money with us. While this was our process for establishing sales as a media company, I believe this way of thinking can be leveraged to develop a sales team in any new company in any new industry. I would love to hear from you, Founders Journal listeners. What do you find to be your best strategies for selling something new to someone? It could be a new idea to a friend, a new business opportunity to your boss, a, a new activity for your significant other. But what is the specific mindset you use for selling something and getting what you want when selling something? Shoot me an email at alexatmorningbrew.com and I may feature your response in an upcoming episode. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll catch you all soon. Take it easy. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.